1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. Welcome
2: back. Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana. Thanks to Graham Shear. Sure, you know, I need the producer always to kind of get in my ear sometimes because i'm still sort of a radio guy by trade but i'm not in it all the time anymore so sometimes i'm just daydreaming here reading twitter and graham's like uh hey hello got a show to do here pal Brendan king has been waiting patiently he was oh i'm sorry i'm throwing it to eddie here sorry see this is why i need graham Eddie Garrison's got an update and then BK here on Indiana Sports Talk
3: Uh, thank you Derek I don't know if Brendan King thinks that's a compliment that I you think I'm him or if he's more disgraced that you would even consider that thought anyhow let's move on to some girls semi-state action that will be going on tomorrow pair of games with the new IHSAA format for the basketball state championship game starting in class A. This is in the Frankfort portion of the state starting at 10 o'clock. It is try and try central. The winner of that game will play at 8 o'clock against the winner of Bethany Christian and Washington Township and then at New Albany. The afternoon game starting anew will be Lanesville and Trinity Lutheran. The early morning game. Not really early morning, but the early, not even early, but the morning game. Bloomfield and Jackson Dell will tip off at 10 o'clock with the championship in New Albany starting at 8. Now moving up to class 2A, Andrea and Lapel will play at 10 a.m. That's in the Logansport sectional championship game. To move on to Cambridge Fieldhouse is at 8 o'clock. At noon, it's Central Noble and Lafayette Central Catholic. In the Shelbyville portion of the state for Class 2A, Forest Park and Greencastle, they will face off at 10 o'clock. And then at noon, North Knox and Eastern Hancock. Winner will play at 8. For That will be to go on to Game Ridge Fieldhouse, where they will play on the 25th at 1245. In Class 3A, starting in Jasper, this game's at 10.30 between Gibson Southern and In Central. Indianapolis Bishop Chattard and Indian Creek will play at 12.30. Championship game to move on to state in Jasper will be at 8 o'clock. In Laporte, it's Twin Lakes and Hamilton Heights and Tippecanoe Valley and Fairfield. Twin Lakes, Hamilton Heights is the morning game at 10. At noon is Tippecanoe Valley and Fairfield. The championship game in Laporte is at 7.30. The Class 2A... 3A state championship game is at 6 o'clock in two weeks at Game Bridge Fieldhouse. And finally, Class 4A at Huntington North is Fort Wayne, Snyder, and Fishers. That is at 10 o'clock. And then a noon tip, uh, it will be South Bend, Washington, and Lake Central. The two winners of that game will play at 8 o'clock, and the championship game will be at 8.15 on the night of the 25th. And the other side of the bracket at Southport, at 10 o'clock, Bedford, North Lawrence, and Center Grove will start at 10 a.m. at noon. It will be Lawrence North and Ben Davis. The championship game from Southport will be at 8. And just to note here, the Class A state championship game from Gamebridge Fieldhouse will be on the 25th at 10.30 in the morning. Some boys basketball final scores to get through. Trinity, Greenlaw, and Bethany Christian went into overtime. 37-32 final score with Bethany Christian pulling out the win. Another overtime game, this game in Fort Wayne. Dwanger in Northrop, and it's a three-point shot. That is the deciding factor with Dwanger pulling out the win over Northrop. The other overtime game, only three on the docket tonight. Edinburgh and Greenwood Christian. And Greenwood Christian pulled out the five-point victory. Over Edinburgh, 57-52 was the final score. Hamilton Southeastern edged out Brownsburg by 6 points, 60-54. Hauser defeated Milan, 46-41. And Henryville defeats West Washington, 54-46. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back.
2: Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana. I'm your host, Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's go out to Salt Lake City, where a pair of Pacers took home a couple of dubs tonight as Team Pow wins the Rising Stars title. Andrew Nemhard, part of the Blue and Gold duo that was out there, Benedict Matherin was fantastic in both of those games as well. He joins us on the guest line. Your guy Benedict was putting on a show tonight. When he's cooking like that, can you just tell? It, it feels like when the, the switch flips for him, it really flips.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, he's one of those guys that he's, he's aggressive at all times, so once he sees one go down, uh, he kind of gets in that mode where you just keep making him go down. What
2: was tonight like for you just to be selected and, and be part of an event like this? I mean, it's literally called the Rising Stars Challenge and to, to wear your jersey as a rookie and, and be part of it with a lot of guys that were, you know, heralded draft picks like yourself.
4: Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, watching games like this growing up. You dream of moments like this and um, you just want to compete with the best. So it's... Uh... A blessing, I and was, I, was, I was happy I got to celebrate this moment.
2: Had you ever crossed paths with Pau Gasol before?
4: I have not. This is my first time meeting him. Just named
2: dude. a Hall of Fame finalist, right? I'm, I mean, I'm under the assumption he's going to get there, and, and of course with those Kobe and Lakers teams winning championships, um, what was that like to, to to represent him in a game like this?
4: Uh, it was cool, you know. Um, some, some Someone with such, such a winning background and knows so much about the game. Uh, important audience, wasn't taking his time out of his day to come do this for us was a good experience and uh, something I'll remember.
2: You guys had a, a great comeback win the other night at the Fieldhouse against the Bulls, and I, I know it's not been a great twenty twenty three for the team so far. But how important was it to to get that W to go into the break feeling good about yourselves and and get on the winning side of the ledger?
4: Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Um, kind of started off that one a little slow last night, but. I think we we took a step in just coming together and playing hard in that second half. Um, we want we want to do that coming back uh, from the break. We want to come back and, and get get above five hundred.
2: I know you don't want to get down fifteen twenty points, but are you proud of the way that this team? And, and, and I'm assuming this is part of your DNA too. You guys always fight. Like it, it feels like you guys are never really out of it out of it.
4: For sure, I think we got a lot of young competitive dudes. Um, and just they're just hungry, and, and and we're learning, you know, we're we're trying to get better. That's why we probably end up in those in those holes. But um, we want to win at all times. We're we're, we're ready to fight back. So um, I think that's what you guys have to see. Here.
2: Last thing, Andrew, we we talked back in late December after your buzzer beater over LeBron and that big game against Steph and the Warriors, and then you throw this experience on top of it. It sounds cliche, but from all of this to be happening in the first couple of months, the first half of your rookie season, is it just been a dream year for you?
4: Yeah, man. It's been a, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. I'm not gonna say I, I didn't expect it or I didn't think I could do it. Um, but I just put my head down and work and and, and let, let let stuff come to me and um it's been a blessing this year. Indiana pages have given me a great opportunity, um, and I'm just trying to keep taking advantage of it.
2: And we're looking forward to watching you keep taking advantage of it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend there in Salt Lake City and, and congratulations on all your success so far in your rookie year.
4: All uh, right. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having
2: me on. That's Andrew Nembard of the Pacers, and he and Benedict Matherin, of course, coming through and, and getting a, a win in the Rising Stars Challenge. If there's, Are they still calling it the Rising Stars Challenge? I know it's the Jordan, I think, or LeBron Rising Stars. They, they change this stuff all the time, so I'm trying to kind of keep up with all of it. But pretty cool to have two reps out there for that game and then of course Tyrese Halliburton as well and, and Buddy Heald I mean there, there are a lot of paces that are out in Salt Lake City but uh, specifically for this game to have a rookie duo out there because these are two guys that I, I think they're viewing as pillars of the franchise here moving forward certainly Matherin and and I don't know if people originally thought that Andrew Nemhard was going to be one of those guys but he's been so impressive to start his career the way that he has and really have the already the leadership and somewhat of a veteran presence for a guy that's just a rookie. And what's impressed me the most about him is that he's a guy that's kind of played second or third chair for most of his career because even in high school in prep school, he's at Mount Verde. Uh, you had great players. R.J. Barrett was a teammate of his in high school. You know, a lot of guys when they're stars in the NBA in high school, they're by far not only are they the best player on their team, they're probably the best player in their city, the best player in their state. And Nemhard wasn't that because he's playing with Barrett. And then you go to Florida, and then you go to Gonzaga, two championship-level programs, and play behind some of the talent that, or play with some of the talent in in those two programs. And you know Jalen Suggs and Drew Timmy and et cetera, et cetera. And then to come here and, and be second chair to Ben Matherin, but still hold his own and be a key part of the Pacers' early success and f- maybe hitting the fast forward button on this rebuild. A lot of that has been Nemhard, and I'm excited to see what he still has in store and how he's going to fit not only for the rest of 2023 but into 24, 25, and so on. More high school hoops when we get back. And I promise, BK, we're getting to you next segment. Stick around. Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana.
3: With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Salt Lake City is a pretty eventful weekend for the Indiana Pacers. Tonight, Andrew Nimhard and Benedict Matherin were on Team Pau Gasol that came away with the championship in the Jordan Rising Stars game moments ago. Pacers guard Andrew Nimhard joined Derek Schultz on Indiana Sports Talk, and he talked about participating
4: in the Jordan Rising Stars game. Mm -hmm. No, it's a a blessing, you know, watching games like this growing up. You dream of moments like this, and um, you just want to compete with the best. So it's a a blessing I and was, I was I was happy I got to celebrate this moment.
3: Overall, Andrew Nimhardt has had a pretty successful rookie campaign. He hit a game-winning three-pointer in LA over LeBron. He participated in the Rising Stars game tonight and he evaluates his rookie season so far. It's
4: been a blessing. It's been a blessing. I'm not going to say I, I didn't expect it or I didn't think I could do it. Um, but I just put my head down and work and, and let, let, let stuff come to me. And um, it's been a blessing this year. Indiana Pages have given me a great opportunity. Um, and I'm just trying to keep taking advantage of it.
3: Now, Nimhar did not do much in terms of the scoring category in either game. Just two points in the first game, and then in the championship game, he did not take a shot. But he delivered a pretty sick behind the back pass inside the lane. Here is Mark Kestershire. On the call on ESPN Radio, Andrew Nemhard fires to Alvarado, deep corner. Thought about a three, but Wagner got there defensively well. Now passes to Nemhard, the Pacers
0: rookie, behind the back,
2: beautiful to Alvarado. Welcome back, it's Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana, filling in for the coach Bob Lovell. I'm Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us on this chilly Friday night. Luckily, uh, the temperature is controlled in high school gyms across Indiana including at Pendleton Heights tonight where the Arabians bounced back from a loss to Newcastle earlier in the week with a 64-43 win over Shenandoah. On to talk about that. He was on the call of the game, and of course, no stranger to this program or to these studios, it's our good buddy Brendan King who has been very patient, who I'm sure had a a really good laugh at me messing up the update in the last segment and prematurely throwing it to you, so I'm I'm sorry about that, BK. BK.
0: Uh, That's okay, Schultze, because I feel like everybody learns that lesson at some time. Um, So, for me, I've learned that lesson before. So, it's part of the tradition of this show, I feel like.
2: How did it play out tonight for the Arabians bouncing back with the big win?
0: Yeah, Derek. I mean, as Andrew Smith said a couple segments ago, uh, this conference is really good. And it's kind of wild because Pendleton Heights, they are winless in conference. But, you know, a couple years ago, kind of the same thing. New Palestine wanted better competition, so did Pendleton Heights. So, you know, so they added the likes of Shenandoah and others to their schedule. And, you know, Shenandoah this year at times, there are four freshmen on the floor uh, pretty consistently. They're, they're kind of starting over, uh, but that doesn't mean they're not good. They were not at 11 coming into this one ups and downs for Shenandoah, but on the Pendleton Heights side, they're, they've just really been victims of playing in an unbelievable conference. They're 0 and 7 in conference play. So, as you said, getting back on track. They have a fabulous player named Josiah Gustin, who is six foot seven. I think he's really going to translate well to the college game. Um, you know, he's a 6'7", seven, just your classic like stretch four guy that can make threes, guy that can dunk, athletic. He had 25 and 10 tonight. And then Pendleton, you know, the supporting cast. It's not of years past where you know guys like Sean McDermott and Kellen Dunham were there. They don't really have a sharp dead-eye shooter, but, you know, I, I like the Pelvis team, and as Andrew Smith said, uh, nobody in that conference, Schultze is going to be an easy out, and I'm excited to watch the tournament.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Heritage, Brendan, because I know you get to do a lot of these games with with n- our friends over there at Nine Star, and it's it's a really fun league, and I, yep. I think it's it's a league that deserves a lot more credit than maybe it gets. Certainly here around the Indianapolis area, I mean, we had Coach Whitaker on of, of New Pal on earlier, talking about not only the league but Sectional Nine and and shining some more light on these teams and these programs for how good they've been.
0: I agree, and I think what I love most about the conference in particular is that the players really feel homegrown. You don't see a lot of transferring in that conference. Um, For example, Blaine Nunley from New Palestine. I remember doing his first ever uh, high school basketball game, and it was as a freshman. He was very young, and uh, now he's a senior, and as Andrew Smith said, he's the third all-time leading scorer in New Palestine history. So, you know, the guys that play in that conference, it's kind of a get old, stay old mentality. And Pendleton Heights right now, um, be it they only have one senior on the team and a bunch of juniors, but they have some sophomores that also look pretty solid. So excited to see their future for sure.
2: I got to fit in a Colts question while we have you here. I know we just talked about this on Tuesday, but for anybody that didn't hear the midday show on Tuesday when we were discussing Shane Steichen, literally right after he got introduced and preempted the show, the first hour of the show, uh, now that we've had a kind of a couple of days to, to sit on it, Brendan, what, what are, what's your takeaway from the process and the result of, of this long drawn out Colts coaching search with Steichen?
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: Well, Derek, I think like we talked about on Tuesday, you had to do something like that. But as I told you on Tuesday, I was really... As long as they didn't bring back Saturday, I was cool. I I just don't know how you're going to sell that to the fan base. But you went with what the upward trend is in the NFL, and that's refreshing. That's really refreshing because I think for the first time in a little while here, fans are going to get something at Lucas Oil Stadium that they haven't had, and and that's consistency. But there's the big step that you got to take here in the next couple months, and that's getting the quarterback right. And if you don't get the quarterback right, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because you're really not up, setting up Jane Steichen to succeed. And if you don't set up a young offensive-minded head coach to succeed with the quarterback that is needed and warranted, uh, you're going to get yourself into a Nathaniel Hackett situation where I realized Nathaniel Hackett had potentially a future Hall of Fame quarterback, but I, that guy didn't have a shot in hell <laughs> <you know, laughs> at succeeding in Denver. So, like Steichen, I thought he won the pre- press conference. I thought his answers were great, and, you know, we, we sat back and listened to that and enjoyed it and uh, w- was a big fan of him. I thought he was personable. I thought he was connectable to the fan base. He seemed like just, you know, the average football-loving, you know, 37-year-old dude, and uh, hopefully he has success down the road. I'm rooting for him.
2: So, buddy, Brendan King. You can follow him on Twitter, at Sports. Also, he's constantly on these airwaves, so – tune in anytime and chances are you're going to hear <laughs> bk at some point thanks my man enjoy the rest of
0: your weekend thanks Derek. killing it man thank you
2: that's our buddy brendan king uh back to the high school hoops discussion in fact our, our next guest is the head coach of the number one minors at linton stockton who Keep on, excuse me, number one miners Linton in Linton-Stockton and 2A who keep on cruising as uh, they continue tonight with a win over North Central. He's Joey Harden. He joins us on the guest line. Coach, how did it play out tonight to get your team to win against North Central?
5: Well, we uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start. We hadn't played in nine days. Uh, and then uh, kind of hit our stride late first quarter and started shooting the ball a little bit better. And uh, we were able to play a lot of people. Uh, clinched the conference championship with the SWIAC, went undefeated in it, and uh, tied a school record for wins in a row with 16 and actually clinched uh, our 11th-21 season. So ended up being a really good night.
2: It's been uh, a bit lopsided here in the past month or so where you haven't been challenged as much in these games, but you go back in your schedule and – You've played, your kids have played a bunch of close games and they found ways to win those games. Of course, the game against Bloomfield back in January, a a really good North Davies team that you went on the road to win. Um, If you go back to December against, uh, I think it was Harrison that you went into overtime with. Are are you not as concerned about that? The fact that maybe these last couple of weeks they haven't been tested given the tests that you've had throughout this season?
5: No, I I think definitely you always are. And, you know, we uh play some different teams this last you know, play three games in the last eight days and uh they're they're different teams. Indy Metro uh is a very capable team of making a run in one A if they can just get past Bethesda Christian and then uh you know and they bring some size and athleticism and then Evansville Wrights who's won the S S I I S I A C down in Evansville. You know they're they're a fifteen and four four A. We have them Tuesday in, in another 4A Evansville Central on Friday. So we need tough games. We need to kind of, you know, sharpen up, you know, end of quarter, end of game situations where you have to execute under some pressure. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely always a concern and, you know, we want to be ready for it, you know, I'm the first week
2: of March you got three games left during the regular season I know coaches hate looking ahead but I always end up asking about looking ahead you've spent 25 years on the sidelines you've had uh, an incredible run of success particularly at Linton Stockton the, really, the one thing missing from your resume so far, Coach, that you haven't broken through yet is, is state championship. You've been in that game. You've been on that stage multiple times. Is that something that you think about at all before it actually happens, or, or do you just try to focus on the game that's in front of you and worry about the rest when it comes?
5: Well, I mean, I, I've, I've never been one to really give the politically correct answer anyway, <laughs> but uh, to be very candid, when I came to Linton – and you know when I was coaching the first twelve years, I never even dreamed about a state championship. It was never a thought and you know once you get there uh you want to get back you 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 want to finish it you want to know what it's like to win the last game of the season uh you know so you know this team you know led Providence last year in the last thirty seconds of the game, and the game slipped through our fingers and then they went on and you know they were a wrecking ball through the rest of the state tournament, became two a well well earned, well deserved state champion. We you know we had a lot of guys here that felt like that could have been them last year. You know, and you always worry about missing your window. So we, you know, as we honor tomorrow tomorrow night, we honor our 2013 state finalist. Uh, before, but that's what these guys want. That's what they're playing for.
2: And we'll see, coach, if if the miners. Can get it done. Uh, one of the best programs there in 2A and top ranked as we speak right now. Hopefully that's the case for Coach Hart. Thanks so much for calling in, Coach, and good luck no, to the Miners the rest of the year. We're coming back with more
3: next. Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. With this Network Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison some big games tomorrow and I should say girls basketball, semi-state games, Class 4A, Fort Wayne, Snyder and Fishers will take on each other. That's the Huntington North, South Bend, Washington and Lake Central will face off at noon after that game. They will move on for the semi-state crown to go to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. And then at Southport, Bedford North, Lawrence Center Grove at ten o'clock at noon. It's Lawrence North and Ben Davis. Winners of those two teams will square off at 8 o'clock. Class 3A, Twin Lakes. Hamilton Heights, 10 o'clock at noon. Tippecanoe Valley and Fairfield. The two winners will play at 7:30 in LaPorte to move on to Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the state championship game. Class 3A state championship games at six. 4A will be at eight. Fifth. And then in Jasper, this is still in Class 3A, Gibson Southern and Corridan Central at 10.30 at 12.30. It's Bishop, Chitard and Indian Creek. Class 2A, Forest Park, Greencastle at 10. Eastern Hancock and North Knox at noon. The two winners will play at 8. And Dran and LaPelle at 10 o'clock. Lafayette uh, Central Catholic and Central Noble at noon. Two winners will play at 8. Now Class A, Try and Try Central at 10. Bethany Christian, Washington Township at noon. Winners will play at 8. 8 o'clock. The same for the two winners of Bloomingfield and Jackson Dell at 10 o'clock in the New Albany portion of the state and Lanesville and Trinity Lutheran. That'll be at noon. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Rolling
2: along here on Network Indiana, it's Indiana Sports Talk. Sitting in for the Hall of Famer The coach, Bob Lovell. I'm Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Graham Shear is the producer and, of course, Eddie Garrison doing a terrific job, as he always does, on the update desk for us. We appreciate you joining us and making us a part of your Friday night. We keep up the high school basketball conversation. We've got some great calls today. In fact, uh, we go from Linton Stockton, who is the number one team in 2A, to a team also vying for that. 2A state championship crown number seven providence gets it done against north harrison tonight with a 52 31 victory and on to talk about that from wklo he is david deaton who joins us on the guest line david how did play out tonight for providence as they were triumphant over north harrison and kept things rolling for one of the best teams in the 2a class
6: yeah, they certainly did tonight, Derek. And uh, this was a game that started close early on. It was Senior Night for North Harrison on their home floor. Six seniors were honored before the game. One of those seniors, Caleb Kellams, who is a six-five guard, was missing tonight due to an injury that he suffered on Tuesday night. But the Cougars did pretty well early on, staying with the Pioneers. It was a twelve-seven game at the end of the first quarter, but. The Providence defense really buckled down throughout the night, although second quarter it was a little bit more higher scoring, 19-12 to 12 there in that second quarter. Providence went ahead by 12 at halftime at 31-19, to 19. and then in the second half, Providence really shut North Harrison's offense down, and one of the key reasons for that was because one of the Cougars' seniors, Brody Fessel, went down with an injury, hit the back of his head on the floor there in the second quarter, and the Cougars just really never got it going offensively in the second half, held to 12 points. Providence came in number four in the entire state, regardless of class and defensive scoring average. So really playing true to their calling card, which is the defensive side. And this is a Providence team that also has a very good offense as well. Noah Lovin, who is a junior on this team at 6'3", led the way with 18 points tonight, really played well. And they got contributions from all over the place on this team. J- Jaden Johnson, who is a junior on this team, a guard, for Providence, had 12 points tonight, so the, the pioneers are staying true to who they are playing well defensively. They are the defending 2A state champs and they're a team that definitely has a shot to get back to Indianapolis with the way they play and the way they share the basketball on the offensive end as well.
2: Still two games to go, but their road to Indianapolis goes through sectional 46, which I don't need to tell you is loaded. Uh, you got Brownstown Central in there. You have Southwestern in there as well. Two other occupants right now of the 2A top 10. Uh, that's kind of been the theme on the show so far tonight. It's is talk- Talking about some of these loaded sectionals and i know the pioneers aren't looking ahead but you're going to have to feel good about their state title chances if they get out of a grouping like that aren't you
6: i think so and i think really them or brownstown central who are going to be the top two teams going in definitely have a chance to make a run this year without a doubt but this is a sectional i mean really five of the top seven teams have winning records right now in sectional 46 over at southwestern of hanover and Providence right there with Brownstown as far as record goes. Of course, Brownstown has Jack Benter, the 6'4 junior who's already verbally committed to Purdue University. So it's going to be a very tough sectional. The winner of that sectional definitely has a chance to make a run. Obviously, Linton is a team that most people consider to be the favorite right now. South Spencer, a team that's also highly ranked in 2A, has got a pretty good shot coming out of the South as well. So uh, southern indiana is pretty well loaded in class 2a no question about it and this providence team though having been there last year having enough of those guys back from that team last year i think will definitely help them a lot in sectional 46 and if they're able to win that sectional it no doubt it could help them going forward as well
2: the piners sit on the throne until somebody knocks them off two games to go but they are 17 and 3 after a 52 31 win over north harrison tonight david appreciate you calling the show best of luck to the pioneers the rest of the way
6: Alrighty, thank you.
2: That's David Deaton, WKLO joining us here on the program. And um, that's an interesting race there in two A with Linton Stockton, and we just talked to Joey Hart and uh and Providence being in that mix, but um a lot of those teams in sectional forty six being grouped together there from the top ten. And then you have South Spencer and Blackhawk up in Fort Wayne and universities eighteen and one and if you go up to the the region in the northwest part of the state, Gary, Twenty First Century's got a really good team this year. Um, down here in Indy, Park Tudor's a good team. Um, so you you know you have a bunch that could potentially make a run and and make things interesting in that class. We we spend so much time talking about Ben Davis and Foray and and some of the real powers um, as, it, as it comes to the Indianapolis school, the big schools. But some of those title races in in uh, the smaller classes are are really really fun and. That's part of what I think we enjoy about Hoosier hysteria. I'm not going to relitigate class basketball or anything like that. That's been done and it's dead and buried after all these years. I mean, we're 25 years past that now at this point. Um, But enjoying some of the the, the smaller class basketball and and those teams playing for a title – um, ultimately I, I think is adds to the experience of, of Hoosier hysteria and Indiana high school basketball just in general. If you're just joining us, uh, some of the games of the night tonight uh, that we have already discussed, we had Chris Lowry on the show from WIOU as Kokomo ended up winning the NCC by knocking off Anderson on their home court tonight in fairly convincing fashion. Thanks, no surprise, to Flory Badunga, who ended up with 32 points on a perfect 13 of 13 from the floor and 14 rebounds, one of the best players in the entire country in the class of 2024 and really right now one of the best players in the entire state of Indiana, even as a junior, as the Wildcats won their 11 straight game and another conference title that was awarded tonight,
1: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
2: It was over in the Hoosier Heritage as New Pal um, ended up getting that done to move to 19-2, and two, winning the Hoosier Heritage outright uh, with a victory tonight. And we took a couple of calls on on both of those. Also, Greg Rakestraw joined us to talk about Pike's win over... Lawrence North, a nice win for the Red Devils on senior night in front of a, a very good crowd over there on the northwest side as Pike ended up getting that one done. And um, the Mick, it, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. Obviously, without now Carmel and Center Grove to see how they have proceeded throughout this athletic year, not only football season but basketball season-wise, but I, I think you've got a really nice mix of teams in there that, you know, obviously Ben Davis is, is – head and shoulders above everybody else but there are some other teams that I I think can make some noise uh there in that conference And, and maybe LN is one of them who's actually lost twice this week they lost to Fishers early in the week and then and then lost to Pike tonight but that that 4A race is going to take just a uh Herculean effort from somebody else in 4A you know Penn's only loss to this point. Is to Ben Davis, but you know what happens when when these teams are kind of out of the area and they're they're not playing the same schedules. You look at the records and say, "Oh, look at this! That's this is incredible." And then you know you go through the the hit list and they're they're just not playing the same level of competition. I don't know if anybody's played the same level of competition that Ben Davis has this season. I mean, th- their schedule has been absolutely loaded, and a lot of these teams, a lot of the best teams in four A, Ben Davis has beaten not only once but twice. And that's not to mention, you know, even pounding Northwood, who's the top-ranked team in three A. It, it's been a who's who and a murderer's row of teams that Ben Davis has survived, and now they're going to have a chance to uh, put themselves among some of the historic teams in Indiana history by running the table, which has only been done, uh, you know, easier said than done, of course. And and they still have Don Bosco Prep, who I don't know anything about, but I, I know that's a, a national power. Uh, coming up here in a couple of days and they're going to have to get through 4A unscathed but if they're able to go undefeated it's it's only been done 10 times I believe in Indiana high school basketball history Um, Warren Central of course did it just a couple of years ago also from the Mick and to add your name with the Marion Purple Rain teams or the LN teams with Mike Conley and Greg Oden or that Washington team perhaps the greatest team in Indiana high school basketball history in 1969 with Steve Downing and the great George McGinnis. Um, It's special. It's, it's special. I'm not, I'm not saying this team is as good as those teams, but you put your name on a list with those other teams. You do by making history and going on that run. And certainly nobody will be able to look at what Don Carlisle's giants have done this season. When you look at their record and schedule and poke any holes in that resume at all you know they might not have a a blue chip star level collegiate player but going through the slate that they did and to emerge unscathed i mean that's history that's special we're talking more hoops when we return
3: it's indiana sports talk on network indiana don't go anywhere I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's highlight a couple of college basketball games for tomorrow. Indiana, they are ranked 14th as of now in the AP poll. They will host the Illinois Fighting Illini. That game starts at noon on ESPN Indiana, a five-point favorite. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they are on the road. They're taking on the seventh-ranked Virginia Cavaliers. Also at noon, this one on ESPN 2. Purdue not in action tomorrow, but they will play again relatively soon for the Makers. Butler not in action until Sunday. Now let's get back to some boys basketball scores from tonight. Hobart and Highland. 69 total points combined between the two teams. Three points is the separation. Hobart, 36. Highland, 33. Homestead and Carroll of Fort Wayne. 69-55. Final score with Homestead besting Carroll. Indian Creek and Bloomington Lighthouse. Indian Creek picks up a win. Tonight, Fort Wayne Lures and Fort Wayne North, 58-55. All the games in Fort Wayne tonight were relatively close. Lures fell to Fort Wayne North, 58-55. Fort Wayne South just edged out. Fort Wayne Snyder, 80-78. Fort Wayne Wayne defeated Fort Wayne Concordia, 55-51. And Fort Wayne Dwinger and Fort Wayne Northrop went into overtime, 54-51 final score with Dwinger pulling out the win. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. A great final update by Eddie
2: Garrison, if I do say so myself. I'm Derek Schultz, filling in for the coach Bob Lovell. Graham Shear, the producer tonight. Thanks so much for joining us here on Indiana Sports Talk. Network Indiana, wherever you are in our great state our next guest is someone i haven't had the chance to talk to in several years but you know him as the publisher of hoosier basketball magazine one of the real staples when it comes to indiana basketball he's kip wesner and he joins us now on the guest line kip long time no talk thanks so much for calling into the show today
7: yeah uh, glad to be on with you i heard you on the midday show uh, this past week and it was good to hear you on the radio and when i heard you were on the show I wanted to make sure I call I usually call Bob around eleven thirty on Friday nights and uh, talk about Indiana basketball so it's uh, anytime you February basketball leading into the sectional and uh, state tournament for the girls it's uh, it's an exciting time in Indiana
2: exciting yeah no doubt about that and you look at this semi-state slate tomorrow in in the girls games uh, which I really enjoy Kip I actually wanted to ask you about the, the format changed a little bit here where you know we used to have semi-states where it was just a standalone game and you'd have uh, two games at one site. And now to have uh, four games and all in one site and then crown a, a semi-state and, and then move the regionals back to just a single game. I actually kind of like it. I, I'm I'm heavily anticipating, I think, the slate tomorrow and, and the games that we could end up seeing. I know some people are kind of hesitant to change, but what do you think about semi-states kind of playing out the way that they're going to play out?
7: Well, I I think it's intriguing to have the better teams play longer because if you have uh, in the old format with 16 regionals uh, as opposed to 32 regionals the way it is now, you, you've got uh, 16 more teams that are able to advance another week, uh, be in the gym for another week with their coaches, try and uh, – you know, live that dream of cutting down the nets at Gambridge uh, Fieldhouse. So, those aspects of it, I think, are, are really neat and intriguing. Uh, it is kind of interesting, like with the regional last week, when you had the same uh, four. Um, Sectional feeding into a building, but you have two teams cutting down nets on the same day. So uh, that was a little, uh, you know, getting used to will uh, take a little bit of time, maybe. But I do think tomorrow uh, the the idea of a morning game and two winners and a championship at night. You know, you go back to the non-class basketball days uh, that we love so much at Market Square Arena and our Hoosier Dome and. Uh, all the way through up until the class basketball, we'd have eight teams. That's what Indiana high school basketball had its history and tradition in. And so for the regional over the last 15 or 20 years, but now with the semi-state, I think that tournament element is really enjoyable for the fans. So I can uh, I can see the uh, appeal for sure for the IHSA for doing that.
2: Kip, I know you heard some of my comments uh, about Ben Davis. I'm not asking to compare them to Mike Conley and and Greg Oden. But if they were to run the table, um, am I right in saying? I mean, that's history. That's special, even in today's day and age, for a team to go ahead and, and run the table like that.
7: Well, they're outstanding. I mean, uh, yes, it, to go undefeated in Marion County and through the gauntlet of what they would have to go through to do it, it would be very impressive. And so, yes, as you mentioned, Warren Central, uh, their defensive intensity and the way they played, and, you know, knocking off Romeo Langford and the uh, uh, Seymour. Uh, regional that year was outstanding, but uh, Ben Davis is so deep. Like their second group would be a top 20 team for sure, and might be a top 10 team. So they really have uh, a team that can do it. And uh, like you said, with uh, who they've beaten, you look at the top 10 teams, and Ben Davis has got a uh, you know thumbprint on a lot of those top 10 teams uh, that they've already played and uh, beaten. So-
2: Kip, I want you to hold that thought if you can. We're going to get through one more break and then come back with Kip Wesner to wrap up the show of Hoosier Basketball Magazine next. It's Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. Back for a final time, it's Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana. Let's get right back to Kip Wesner, who uh, I apologize. Kip was in the middle of your thought about Ben Davis and getting through the gauntlet that they were going to get through and, and potentially making history here with a run all the way to an undefeated state title.
7: Well, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to do and uh it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, Cathedral last year, they had gone, I don't know, maybe 5 or 6 years without winning a sectional game, not a sectional all, but a sectional game. And then once they broke through sectional 10, they went on and uh, stormed through and won the state state tournament. So, uh, ben Davis will not, uh, you know, have an easy easy way, easy path. Southport uh, took him to overtime back in December, and of course with Brownsburg and whoever comes through Sectional Ten. But uh, that's what makes the tournament so exciting. I mean, uh, you got Kokomo and Penn in the north. You got the Marion County teams uh, in the Indianapolis area, and like you mentioned earlier, with 2A, uh, I think the 2A tournament will be really an intriguing tournament, especially on the South. And uh, like talking about with the girls tomorrow that you mentioned, you've got uh, Trinity Lutheran and uh, Lanesville who were number one and number two in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. And they're playing in a semifinal game of the semi-state in the morning. And then in 4A, you could very easily have a South Bend Washington and Fishers match up in the championship game of the uh, Huntington North semi-state And both of those type matchups, you know, are state championship caliber games for sure. So if you have time tomorrow, you should go out to a girls' semi-state. I did want to mention real quick here, Derek, about a couple games tonight. I know the Kokomo Anderson had a lot of uh, run. Uh, Dale Lawrence from my staff was there, and I'm sure they mentioned it, but the idea of a sold-out gymnasium, uh, whether it's uh, the TP as they call it now, the old Madison Heights gym, has since the wigwams not uh, in use, but Having that place full is really neat for the community of Anderson. And uh, also Truman Truman Bennett from my staff was at Carroll Flora, and that was a conference championship game. Two undefeated uh, conference teams, Carroll Flora and Taylor, played tonight. It was a four-point game going into the fourth quarter, and uh, Carroll Flora went ahead to uh, win by, I don't know, 10 or 12, which was exciting. And then finally, I was at the Burbuff Heritage Christian Game tonight, and boy, what a finish! Uh, it was 54 to 52. Uh, Evan Haywood, had a junior player for Burbuff, uh, made it, went for a layup and was got a goaltending call to be the game winner. He wound up with 24 points, and of course, Miles Colvin, who's going to Purdue, he had an outstanding game uh, was 21 21 at half. And I just want to mention those three games that uh, Hoosier Basketball Magazine was at uh, for Friday Night Basketball in February. And
2: hoosierbasketballmagazine.com is where you find all the information. Also, you can call or text at 317-925-8200 to get your issue just in time for Hoosier Hysteria for the boys' side and and still fit in on the girls' side. Always great to talk with you, Kip. Thanks so much for coming on.
7: Thank you. Talk to you later.
2: Thanks to all of our guests tonight. Thanks to Graham Shear and Eddie Garrison as well. I'm Derek Schultz. We'll see you next time here on Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.